Okay, I'm not making this up, but there is a neighborhood that is being taken over by a group of feral peacocks. Yes, I said feral peacocks. Plus, is this punishment for vaping too strict? And what will the impacts be from Harris County's new universal basic income program? Producer Carleon Jones joins me to recap these stories and more. It's Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. I'm Raheel Ramzanli, and here's what Houston's talking about. Okay, Carly, you got to help me understand this. People are going crazy over these Stanley Cups, and especially these pink ones, which is part of their Galentine's collections, and Target stores are being overrun. People are running over each other. This reminds me of the old days of trying to buy hyped up sneakers, okay? Mm -hmm. So tell me, one, what is going on? And two, is there anything that you would rush a target for or any <laughs> store like this and act like a maniac? Um, well, first of all, I'm confused about this craze myself because it just kind of sounds like a Yeti cup almost. Like you remember when the Yeti cups were like super huge and yeah. everybody was getting those. I'm kind of confused. Like did y'all stop using the Yetis or what? But besides that, no, I cannot see myself like rushing a store for something that I'm going to have to purchase. If I'm going to stand in line, I need like whatever that I'm standing in line for to be free <laughs> at that point. <laughs> like I don't want to <laughs> fight people or anything like that. That's crazy. It's so crazy how branding and marketing changes everything, right? Like these Stanley Cups got popular because of TikTok. Mm -hmm. And you're right. They're the exact same thing as a Yeti. It went like this. Yetis got hot. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if you remember this, but there was a company within Walmart called Ozark Trail. Mm -hmm. So they basically were making knockoff Yetis and those became super hot. And then, of course, all the manufacturers in China just started, you know, knocking off everything. And you could just get them on Amazon for like five bucks. It, mm -hmm. it felt like you can still get them. And now Stanley, because of TikTok, is taking off and they're the same dang thing. Like Carly, it's gotten so out of hand. My friends who I play basketball with, I mean, these are grown men. <laughs> They're carrying Stanley Cups around, okay? It's oh getting wild out God. here. The Rockets game the other day was giving out like Stanley Cups to nurses and they were like personalized with like nurse logos and like Rockets logos. It was really cute. So, I mean, I love that for them. But yeah, this craze is crazy. It's like kind of like the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Like, I don't really get it. I don't, I don't know why people are going yeah. crazy. I just wait till it like dies down and then I'll go try it out. You know what my theory is, is that life is so good for so many of us that we just need something to get excited about and hyped up about. So we go crazy over things that we can buy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what happens. It's like life is that good because you know what? I don't have time for waiting at a target and running people over for a cup because I'm just so busy. So exactly. there's that. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we talked about that. And please be safe out there at your, your Houston area targets mm -hmm. because People are going mad over these things. Let's get to your biggest story of the week. What do you got? Okay, so Harris County is doing something that I think will be really great for low-income families in Houston because they have organized this new low-income pilot program called Uplift Harris. That will be giving about 1,928 residents $500 a month for 18 months, and this is with no strings attached. This $20.5 million initiative will be funded by the Federal American Rescue Plan, and it aims basically to reduce poverty and health disparities that kind of lingered on from the COVID-19 pandemic. I think this is absolutely amazing because there are so many people that have been struggling since COVID happened. It just kind of like 
was that thing that just hit people and has just been super hard to bounce back from. So they're going to be releasing the application for this sometime this week. Um, there was kind of a delay with it because it was supposed to be released on Monday. But there was a delay. So we can drop the link in our show notes. But to be eligible applicants, basically, they have to be 18 years or older, live in Harris County, and their household income must be below 200% of the federal poverty line. So basically, that is like making 29 k for a single individual. Or let's say you have a household of four people and the household income is about like 60K. There's different ways of measuring it. So just check out online like to see if you're eligible. But 70% of the applicants will be selected from 10 specific um, high poverty zip codes in the area. I'll drop those in the show doc as well so that you can see if your specific area applies to this. But it mainly covers um, places like Sunnyside, Gulfton, uh, Galena Park, and other historically disadvantaged neighborhoods. And the other 30% that they're picking from is from the Harris County Access Program, which is something that already offers services like housing, mental health care, food assistance, job training. So they're kind of aligning with these two things and doing a, a lottery system almost to pick who is going to get the $500 a month. Yeah, I love that they're trying out this pilot program because other cities have tried universal basic income programs. And, you know, depending on how you feel, the research says that it does help. It is an important thing mm -hmm. that can really not only help out the citizens, but also the city, right? So just imagine how much more productive people can be if they can afford that car, exactly. right? And they can get to work and be part of the local economy or that they can take care of their medical needs and then go back to work or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. I love that they are trying this out and it's not just a six month program. This is an 18 month program. So we'll get the data from this in a couple of years and we'll see how impactful this universal basic income program can be for our city, for specifically the residents here, right? So this is really important. And mm -hmm. look, I've been a friend about this. We've talked about this before. I like programs like this. If we can help somebody out and we can make sure that they can be more successful within our economy, within our city, let's try it and let's see what the results say. So I love this and uh, I can't wait to see the results from this. Yeah, like something that was mentioned in the Houston Chronicle article that I read about this was that this is something that is hoping to get families kind of back together simply because like, you know, when you have low income, you have to kind of work more to supplement it. You have to go to work and be at mm -hmm. work all these long hours instead of being at home with your kids. So this is going to be something where maybe you can leave a day of work and actually spend more time with your family and everything like that. So I'm hoping that this is like an overall good thing for more people in our city. Yeah, same here. Same here. I can't wait to see the results. Okay, my biggest story, we're getting the first look at our numbers on how many students were punished under the new Texas law that was implemented to curb vaping and e-cigarette use among students in Texas schools. Mm -hmm. Now, the new state law, which is House Bill 114, requires public schools to remove any student from class who is caught with an e-cig and send them to a separate center designated for students in serious trouble. The law went in effect September 1st. More than 1,300 students were punished across the five biggest districts in our area. Now, the issue with 
this law is that the punishment removes students from schools, like I just mentioned. And that makes things kind of iffy, right? Because if you're a first-time offender, you're getting this very serious offense and you're removed from school, which I get. Like, you really want to curb e-cigarette use and all that stuff, but you kind of have to play this by ear, right? That's what's happening. A lot of principals, a lot of teachers are talking about this now, like, hey, we get it. This is a state law, but can we be a little bit more selective on this? So HISD, they are actually not going to be using this law anymore because they have that new designation as a district of innovation. So they're going to be more of a case by case situation. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see the results of that as well. Look, this is important, right? Like you've got to curb the use of e-cigarettes because there's a lot of data out there suggesting how bad it is, especially for teenagers, Mm -hmm. right? And you've got to be on top of this, but at the same time, does the punishment fit the crime? So this is going to be an interesting look in the next few months as well, like how districts implement this without taking kids out of school, but at the same time also fixing this issue. I mean, they just need to bring back the D.A.R.E. program. Like when we were in school, we used to have to watch these scary videos that used to be like, if you use tobacco or if you use this type of drug and then would just show all the like bad effects that it could happen and we have people who were like hospitalized and sick because of it. I feel like they just need to show those like scared yeah. straight videos basically at this point because taking them out of school is not going to help anything. Taking them out of school is just going to make them fall behind, which has already been a problem in the school system Mm -hmm. like that's a huge problem right now so it's not helping them to remove them especially if you're a one-time offender especially if you don't even get in trouble normally it's just a a bad habit that you picked up because a lot of people are watching their families their uh, parents use these e-cigarettes i mean they're not buying them themselves they can't just go walk in the store and do this so i don't think that they should be punished this way i think it should definitely be a case-by-case situation and maybe like iss for a day or something like that but Long periods of time out of class is not going to help anything. No, it's not. And I'm thinking about that D.A.R.E. program, but it's like, did it really work? Because (laughs) I'm thinking about people who I went to school with and I'm like, man, they've got some problems as well. Because like, I get it. D.A.R.E. was fun and cute. Mm -hmm. I definitely paid attention in it. Right. But I'm like, man, some of my classmates, they're going through it right now. (laughs) I don't think D.A.R.E. worked on them. So there is that. I do remember the one day when I was a senior in high school, the cops brought a car that was part of an accident, a DUI accident. Mm. And that scared me straight. I was like, oh my gosh, like that car was mangled up. And they would like take this car around showing high school students, this is what happens when you drink and drive guys. So, you know, be careful out there. Don't do this. And it scared me straight. I was like, ooh, you know what? I don't want to be a part of that yeah, because that looks terrible. So, yeah, but how do you do that with e-cigs, right? Like that—that's the hard part. But yeah, um, yeah, definitely something to watch out for because this law is in effect, and we've had the numbers. But let's see how districts respond to how they can play this on a case-by-case situation. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to watch for sure. Houston's original neighborhood downtown is for everyone and it's poppin'. It's our open-hearted home for our biggest celebrations and our treasured hidden gems. From the world-class theater district to incredible green spaces like Discovery Green, downtown is the place to be. In fact, more people visited downtown Houston last year than the entire population of Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and San Antonio combined. There's no better time to live downtown than now. From starter apartments to luxury lofts, everyone can take 
take advantage of the arts, business, culture, entertainment, food, and recreation. Now, you might think of downtown as only the heartbeat of Houston's regional economy, which it is, but there's so much more to it, including free events throughout the week with Downtown Houston Plus. From the Market Square Park Farmer's Market every Saturday to Yoga Flow every Wednesday, you can find something to do and eat and watch in Downtown Houston. Learn more at downtownhouston.org. Downtown Houston, get energized and revived. All right, Carly, I've got a couple stories here for Rapid Fire, which are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. I can't wait to get your thoughts on these. The first one, this is a great story. I'm so proud of the Houston Texans for making the playoffs after they drafted a new QB in CJ Stroud, hired a new coach after two unsuccessful coaches, D'Amico Ryans being the third coach now. And look, there, there was a run of bad football where nobody wanted to watch the Texans. They had lost all their fan bases seemed like it was bad. But now they ended up winning the AFC South. And they're going to be hosting the Cleveland Browns on Saturday at NRG, which nobody would have predicted before the season started <laughs> that a team that was coming off that many bad seasons would have won their division and host a playoff game at home. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the fun storyline in all of this. Shout out to the Tennessee Titans for beating the Jacksonville Jaguars because if the Jags had won that game, they would have won the AFC South. Now, the Texans would have still made the playoffs. But by beating the Jags, the Tennessee Titans helped out the Houston Texans. So I'm just going to say this. They can keep the Houston Oilers colors, okay? Because that was a great gift. That was awesome to see. So shout out to them. Yeah, that is huge. Like, I'm so happy that the Texans are back on a winning streak and back getting into that groove of things. Especially since our Astros didn't make it as far as we wanted to this year. I'm happy that we had like a little replacement. At least we still like, you know, got into the playoffs for football since we didn't make it all the way in baseball. We're doing good, Houston. I'm proud of y'all. Yeah. I mean, come on. They got they were one game away from the World Series. Like, come on. That that's pretty deep, Carly. You <laughs> you have some high expectations now. Yeah, super high. Because I mean, it's the Astros. Like they always do big things. So it's like at least we have another team that's like, you know, on that rise. Hopefully the Rockets can catch up too soon because Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is such an incredible story to see a quarterback pan out like the way he's been playing especially after the concussion mm-hmm. I, I'm just I'm like all in now again and there really was a stretch there where everyone was done with the Texans because of the way they were hiring because of personnel because of people that were in the organization and to see them rebound like this a fan base is back it's awesome for the city it's awesome for sports fans and it's awesome for the Texans to be relevant again this is so awesome I'm so happy so shout out to them Mm -hmm. Okay, I told you we're going to go to the opposite spectrum now. This is a story that I don't know if it's funny or scary, but the Heathwood neighborhood in the Memorial area is being overrun with feral peacocks. Mm. Yes, like peacocks. These peacocks are causing damages to roofs, cars. They bolt out at humans. They've chased children. They even run into traffic, Carly without any fear of cars. Now, obviously, property damage and accidents aren't funny, but the thought of this like gang of peacocks just running-ish in a neighborhood is so dang funny to me. Like, I know this is so bad, and I'm sure they're like, this sucks, guys. This isn't funny. So where did they come from, though? Like, Texas is not just like a place for peacocks in the first place. So what's going on here? 
No, it's not. You're right. So they came from this restaurant that shut down in 2012. And ever since that restaurant shut down, I guess they were part of the property. And they just got out because nobody was there caring for the peacocks. And they spread all over the area. But this specific neighborhood, the reason these peacocks are just overrunning it is because the residents of the neighborhood would feed the peacocks. Mm. And they were like, oh, look, free food. I'm just going to hang out here now. They started reproducing and they started growing in numbers and they became really comfortable around humans. So that's why this neighborhood is having issues. Have you ever run into a peacock before, by the way? No, not on the street. Like, (laughs) it's just so random. Like, (laughs) I see like peacocks maybe like at a zoo or something like that. But besides that, I've never just like been outside and just seen like a random peacock. That's crazy. Um, I mean, at least they're pretty. But if they're running after people, that's kind of scary. I didn't know peacocks were aggressive like that. Yeah, so they are pretty aggressive. My first run-in with the peacock was in Austin. There's a park called Mayfield Park where the peacocks are just like walking around. They're on trees and it's part of the charm of this park. You go in there and you just see these Mm -hmm. peacocks. And then I run into them quite often here in the Richmond area. There's this place called Safari, Texas, where I go for prayers. We use that hall as a prayer hall sometimes. And they're just peacocks like in the parking lot. And you just see them all the time. My daughter loves it. They are afraid of humans. Uh. These peacocks are at Safari, Texas. So that's why I'm confused. I guess, look, a feral peacock is different than a peacock that is managed, right? Because this place, the Safari, Texas place, it manages these peacocks. They they take care of the herd. So I've never run into a feral peacock, though, and I kind of want to now. See, and also I'm wondering, what are these people feeding the peacocks in the first place? What, what do peacocks eat? <laughs> That's so confusing. Yeah, I know. There's reports that they were feeding them cat food, bird food. Oh I'm sure they just eat like standard stuff, right? Uh-huh. But yeah, that's why you can't be feeding wild animals because oh, yeah. they become comfortable and they will just take over a neighborhood. I, I want to go see this. I'm going to go to the Heathwood neighborhood. I just want to see these feral peacocks. I just want to see how different they are because this is like the story of the year so far for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just these peacocks running a neighborhood. <laughs> that sounds so crazy. I'm scared that they're going to run up on me and I don't want to fight the peacock. So, uh, no, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, they're definitely going to run up on us. Okay. Hey, we've got some time. Let's get something off of our chest. If you have a gripe or you just want to talk about something that's unrelated to any of the stories, this is your moment. Okay. This is like partially a gripe, but really like not too much of a gripe. I went to one of the college football playoff concerts this weekend to go see Lotto and Jack Harlow and 2 Chains. It was a great show. It was so much fun. Super great experience. And they put it together very well to the point that like when we went to go get wristbands, there was like a line of like probably hundreds, almost thousands of people. They still got us through that line within like five or 10 minutes. Like, I mean, they were handing those wristbands out like super quickly. Um, And the artists all came out in a reasonable amount of time. I would probably say like maybe 20 to 30 minutes between each person, which is a lot better than usual because some people will have you wait in like an hour. But my mm-hmm. only gripe is this, like when we go to concerts, why do you have to stand up just to get a good view? Like my feet and my friend's feet were hurting so bad because it's like you know it lasts hours no matter what it's going to be hours and hours of you being there I had on tennis shoes and I'm so happy I had on socks with my tennis shoes because I had to come out of the tennis shoes my friend she had to take her boots off it was just it was crazy like thank god they had this tarp on the ground because at some point I had to just pop a squat because I couldn't take it anymore (laughs) 
<laughs> See, that's the issue, right? You were you had floor seats, right? Or you were on the floor yeah. for this concert because this was at Shell Stadium and they have seating. Mm-hmm. They have actual seats there because that's where the Dynamo and Dash play. Um, yeah, so if you're on the floor, yeah, you you don't have any options. You have to stand the whole time. That's why you have to be old like me and try to get the seats because <laughs> you can stand when you want and then you can sit when you want. There, that's true. Like the seats are in like a weird area though. So I feel like the angle, like you still can see the stage. I mean, the seats weren't like bad, yeah. but it's just like you're kind of feel far away like I feel like out of touch from everything that's going on if I'm in the seats so that's the only thing about it but we did think about getting the seats because it was kind of like an option if you had the wristband like you could Mm -hmm. still kind of go up but yeah we soldiered it out and we got through it but great experience they did put on a great show Carly, if you want to be part of the hype crowd and you want to be close to it, you got to make some sacrifices, okay? And your feet were the sacrifice <laughs> for Jack Harlow, Lotto, and 2 Chains, which I saw a lot of videos on Instagram and it looked like a fun time. So yeah. that's really cool that you had a chance to experience it. And again, it was free. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. You cannot beat it. Love it. Mm-hmm. I was standing in line for like the Stanley Cups, y'all. I love free stuff, so... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, mine's not a gripe, but it's also about the CFP, the college football playoffs events that were here. I had a chance to go to the Taste of the Championship event on Sunday evening, and I ran into so many of our great chefs that we've had on the show. Uh, Chef Raffi from Kraft Pita, Dietz Hoffman from Leaf and Grain, Abaz Zanani from Burger Bodega, mm-hmm. and I even talked to future guests like Chef Ryan Lashane from Riel, and then James Beard award-winning chef. Chef G was there from Street to Kitchen. They're going to be joining us here hopefully soon on the podcast. They were so nice. It was so cool not only to see all of the culinary community here in the city of Houston, but talking to so many people around, I was like, yeah, I host CityCast Houston. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no way, I listen to it. Like, this is awesome to see how much the show is growing. All the chefs that I brought up, they all listen to our show. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool to get the feedback. And they're like, we love the show now. So it's awesome. I'm so excited. And I just wanted to bring this up because I like getting feedback like this, whether it be good or mm-hmm. bad, that people are listening. And I just wanted you to hear it and the rest of our team as well, that people are listening. The show is growing. And we're just so thankful for everyone supporting this awesome show. We put it on for you guys. So the fact that people are consuming it just makes my day. Yeah, same. I love hearing that so much. And I also ran into one of our contributors this weekend, G from Bless the Belly, uh, when I was coming out of getting my wristbands for the Lotto concert. So that was really cool to meet him in person, too. So, yeah, I love meeting everybody that we like get to talk to on a regular basis with our CityCast show. It's always amazing, like actually getting to see them in the community and things like that. So, yes, love that. And thank you, everybody yeah. that listens. And by the way, that event, the Taste of the Championship was unbelievable. There were, gosh, so many restaurants there. I I think I'm still full right now. It's Tuesday morning and I still don't have room Mm. to eat, Carly. (laughs) I ate so much. It was such a fun event. So shout out to the entire organizing committee. Y'all did a great job. Parking was easy. Getting in and out was easy. Mm -hmm. Downtown was popping. It was so much fun. So awesome stuff by the entire city. The economic impact is going to be something to watch out for. You know, they're estimating 100 to 200 million dollars i saw michigan fans everywhere washington fans unfortunately (laughs) everywhere as well because our longhorns got kicked out so it was cool to see regardless carly that was a lot of fun here's to a good week here on citycast houston yes thank y'all for listening see y'all later bye that was carly on jones all the stories we discussed are linked in our show notes do you want even more news to start your day 
Subscribe to our newsletter, Hey Houston, and get all things H-Town delivered in your inbox every weekday morning. I've dropped the link to subscribe in our show notes, or you can just go to houston.citycast.fm. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. Oh my gosh, my throat is just drying up. Same, no, same. I understand. I have water like right next to me. (laughs) Sorry, you're going to have to take that cough out in the background. I'm sorry.